What's up, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to Real Talks, the podcast where we discuss real life with a Christian perspective with your host, your boy, Hector Ramirez. I hope this encourages you and blesses you. So let's get real. What's up, everybody? Welcome again to Real Talks podcast. Um, I'm super excited about this episode, Um, episode two. And uh, I just want to introduce to you our amazing guest on here. She is my wife. She is an amazing encourager. She pushes me to be, to be the best that I can be. Um, so I just want to honor her. But say hello, Caitlin. Hello, Caitlin. <laughs> and everybody else out there. <laughs> so thankful that y'all are listening again. But um, we want to start off with uh, something joyful, something funny, maybe. Uh, I call her Rose, so if y'all hear me mention Rose, that is her middle name. I call her that a lot, apparently. Just learned that over this past week. But uh, Rose, what's something that's made you laugh this week? What's something funny that's been on your mind? Uh, It's the same thing that makes me laugh every week. It's you um, being a goober. So whether it's uh, I corrected a word you said the other day and that brought a smile to my face or watching you play with Maggie. Some of you might have seen that dance video. uh, Oh, yes. That was so (laughs) much fun. She's hilarious. But uh, okay, Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, um, let's get real, y'all. We're going to talk and share some things that we've never shared before with many people, I think. And um, so we're just going to get into it. But we're going to give you an update because I know some of you are following us on socials. You're like, what in the world's going on? You know, we're waiting on Evie to make her arrival. Well, guess what? We are, too. (laughs) So, um, you know, Evie could arrive any minute. Um, my wife is actually in le- in early labor right now as we are recording this podcast. So, Evie, when you hear this one day, shout out to you, girl, because you're going to make an entrance. Yeah. Four days. Four days. <laughs> early labor? Four yeah. days? Is that what you're talking about? Oh, wow. Well, y'all, it's going to be an encouraging and amazing ride. But uh, let's get real. So let's recap last week. We talked about joy and happiness, and we talked that joy is internal, happiness is external. And Rose, you you really said something that made me uh, think about it. So, what what was that phrase that you said about happiness? It's um, I said that happiness is um, derived from the same origin as the word happenstance. So, mm. when something happens, um, it brings happiness to you. So, something good happens. Um, so, it's all based on random acts that occur and that sort of thing. And the difference that you shared was that joy was something, a gift from God, whereas happiness is usually based on our circumstances. That's so good. That is so good right there. So that's a quick little recap of our my first episode. So if you didn't catch that, go back, just watch, listen to that one. Don't watch it, obviously. I don't have a video out yet, but that <laughs> is in the future. So um, our focus for this episode is going to be Overcoming devastation through joy and in regards to the year of 2018. Um, we know we have mentioned it. Um, some of you who follows, follow us on social media have also seen us post about 2018 um, and how we've overcome it. But we're just going to be real and just walk you through it. And if you hear um, us crying or, you know, we're just going to be pouring out our heart because we think that's so important. Um, to just be real with people and get the faith perspective because not yeah. a lot of people get a faith perspective. Um, so I'm just honored that my wife is here with me to be able to share these things. So we hope this encourages you. So let's dive right on in. So, Rose, let's begin with um, 
December of 2017 because yeah. people got to know what was happening before everything else happened. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's start there and uh, let's hit on Freedom Conference. Okay. What exactly was Freedom Conference? You know, our process through that. So go ahead and just share your heart about that. Yeah. So in 2017, uh, we were, Hector was pastoring, not full time, but yeah, he was a youth pastor primarily, but taking over college too. And um, so we were leading, no, we were attending a freedom con- uh, freedom group yes. through our church. Our leaders, Begrudgingly on my side. Yes. Our leaders um, said it was something they wanted everybody on the lead team to do. And honestly, we didn't think we needed it. No, because not at one bit. <laughs> this guy didn't think so. Yeah, because uh, we had grown up with these faith principles that are pro- the foundation of freedom. And yeah. um, so for me, it was a bit of pride. I was like, how am I going to learn anything from this or open up to these people whenever we're uh, pastors? You know, I, I really yeah. didn't want to share. And that's also a journey I've been through is being able to open up. And so... Anyway, we went through the group. I, a little more dedicatedly than Hector. I missed about, what, five of them? You missed too many. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so then we had, um, I was teaching at, and still am, teaching at Goshen High School, and we were in the middle of playoffs. So actually the first night of Freedom Conference, we had a big fight because... Oh, yeah, 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 because <laughs> I was debating. I told her the playoff game is more important. I got to be there for these students. I got to be there to support the guys. You know, come on, it's the playoffs, Rose. And it was like the uh, like a very important playoff game. It wasn't yeah. the first round. It was round four. Yeah, and uh, so it was like this and then state. And so um, we decided to, to miss the first night of Freedom Conference. Which Freedom Conference is a two-night deal. Like, it's right. the first night and then all day the second day mm-hmm. into the night. So it, the first night really sets you up for the, the rest of the sessions. Right. And and all that Freedom Conference is, is it's kind of a, a chance to let God cleanse you and, and take you on a journey. Um, if there's anything in your past or in your present that you're harboring, it's a good way to pray through it with people who understand and people who uh, are going to pray the right way and, and help you start a good foundation. And so, yeah. uh, like I said, we both thought, well, we don't really need it. We're just doing it because we were asked to. And even though I had some breakthrough through the group, I still wasn't sure whether we needed the conference or not. And so I agreed we, we didn't go that Friday and then that Saturday morning, we had to be 40 minutes away at like 8.30. And y'all know Hector. He struggled with um, time. Lord, we're working <laughs> on it. We are working on it. He's much better. But he even struggles more whenever it's something he doesn't want to do. So getting him out the door and getting him to Enterprise um, was a feat. It was a fight the whole way. Yes. I remember like us fighting the whole way i wouldn't even talk to rose we were the whole car ride as y'all know come on it's Mm -hmm. them silent car rides you 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 don't even want to look at the other person but throughout our marriage i believe that god has given me the grace and the the ability to um gentle nudge gently nudge hector in the right direction and so um i just knew that if i got him in the car and we got there whether we were late and he has this thing even though he's never on time he hates being late so yeah it's like (laughs) if i show up anytime late i won't i would decide not to go like even in college if Mm -hmm. i was five minutes late to a class 
I did I wouldn't show up just because I didn't want the attention on me. Right. And I'm the exact opposite. I like to be there a little bit early. I like it. And even if I'm going to be late, I want to go because I feel like I'll get something out of it. And so I knew that if I could just get in there, uh, that God would do something. And so we walk in and they're in the middle of the first session. Yes. And um, so we check in. The guys and girls are separated. We check in. We go into the doors and I look. And the guys are on one side, the girls are on one side. I'm like, what in the world did I get myself into? Mm-hmm. And I begrudgingly went to the left where the men were. And, and sat all by himself. Yeah, I sat by myself on purpose <laughs> because I was I was going to be like, no, I don't want to be anywhere near anybody. I don't want to be here. But we kind of just um, kind of fast forward a little bit. We go through the sessions. Mm-hmm. Incredible, incredible experience. I yes. let go of so many things. Rose let go of so many things. We were healed internally yes. of some past things that we had never spoken to each other about. Yeah, and at this point, we had been together almost six years dating and, and two, three, two years married, yeah, two years almost married. three. And so we, I remember us breaking down in the car, and we had to to pull over in a parking lot. J.C. Penney's parking lot. <laughs> yeah. I remember it. And we just had a moment to let God heal because we had been healed, both of each of us, in that conference. And yeah. so we let God heal our marriage, and we prayed through that together. And I believe that was a big turning point in our lives. And so it positioned us um, for some victory, but it also prepared us for the battles that we were about to face that we didn't know. And yeah. I believe that if we had not had those moments that um, I don't know where we would be Yeah, right I don't now. either, because even little pretext as well to freedom that I forgot to mention was I think we were trying to have a baby. We'd been trying for six months. Yeah, we had been trying six months, y'all, six months. So that was one of our big prayers, too. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was prophesied to you even Mm -hmm. there. Somebody said that you you were pregnant at that time. They were like, (laughs) I believe you're pregnant. We were like, no, we've been trying. You know, if it happens, it happens. Great. But then... Christmas, like mm. we were with family. Yeah, the end. So freedom was at the beginning of December, and then uh, we went and did Christmas, and yeah. I was sick as a dog. Yeah, and we're big family people, so we spend a lot of time with our families at, at holidays. We just mm. have big families. We love family, and so that's where we were at. And we noticed Rose was sick, and she wasn't feeling herself, mm. and not sick because we don't say sick; we say battling symptoms yeah. of whatever this was. We didn't know at the time, but the family, you know how family gets, oh, she's uh, uh, she's got flu-like symptoms. I think she's pregnant. So those whispers started going around. We go yeah. to the doctor. Mm-hmm. And uh, they told me I had like strep or flu or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know. And they gave me like a steroid shot. And I was like, okay, I'm just sick. And then New Year's come and I felt. Like I needed to take a pregnancy test. And yeah. at this point, um, I had stopped taking them. Yeah, because you took several before then those six yeah. months trying. Mm-hmm. And they were all, they would always mm-hmm. come back negative. And then it would just, you know, bring me down. And, you know, ladies, I know there are so many of you out there who, who desire to have a baby. And my prayers yes. are with you. And if yes. you need somebody come to talk on. to, please reach out to me. But um, so I, I know that feeling. And so I think after Thanksgiving, I didn't buy any more, um, and I, I kept them out of the house. So anyway, I felt like I needed to take one, and 
we had come back from a, a grocery shopping trip. And, yeah, yeah uh, I just got off work. Mm-hmm. So I come in and um, I, I had the groceries. I remember going mm-hmm. to get them. I think I went and got them, mm-hmm. right? I come in through the door. I had the groceries in my hand. And you were like, hey, I got a surprise. Mm-hmm. And then she handed me the pregnancy test. And I, I, I looked and you come on, guys. I know that if you've never <laughs> looked at a pregnancy test, you got to read it and look very closely. And then I was like, two lines. I said, Does that mean you're pregnant? And so I remember just breaking down. We yes. had a joyful moment. Like, it was so exciting. So amazing. So um, anyway, we had a great time telling all of our family and calling everybody. And we kind of kept it to ourselves until a um, we had our first appointment, and then I think around week 10, we announced that we were pregnant. Yeah, we had pictures done, because we're faith people, and there were a lot of people saying, y'all need to wait till the 12 week to mm-hmm. make sure, and we believe in faith, like right. what you speak is what you get, you know? Right. We, we we never thought mm-hmm. for a second of yeah. what was going to happen, happen, you know? And so, um, all throughout the month and the next Eight to ten weeks, we were we went great. to all the checkups. I went yeah. to all the checkups with you. I take off work at this point. I was working mm-hmm. animal control, and you mm-hmm. were, of course, teaching at Goshen. And so, um, it just so happened that on that day, it was uh, Valentine's Day, and I would wanted Hector to uh, go to work that day because I knew that later appointments would be more important, and they weren't doing an ultrasound, and so. Um, February 14th, I drove to Dothan, about 40 minutes away by myself, and I go into the the doctor, and instead of uh, doing like a vaginal ultrasound, they did the Doppler to check the heartbeat, and the nurse is trying to find the heartbeat, trying to find the heartbeat, and she couldn't, and I am so faith-filled, I I just don't worry about things, and so it's like, oh, maybe the baby's too small, or something's in front of the baby, whatever. And I was like, Lord, thank you that there's a heartbeat and this baby's fine. And we go, she, after she tries another machine, um, we go in and we do an ultrasound and I can tell immediately from the picture that there's no life in my womb. (laughs) I, you can just tell. And so being in Dothan by myself, I just had no idea what to do. And so I called Hector and, I was still in disbelief almost, and we didn't know what to do. And I'm so thankful for the the godly practice I was a part of at that time because um, there's actually uh, there was a nurse there uh, that I knew from high school, yeah. and she was my doctor's primary nurse at the time. And she came in and hugged me and prayed for me, and the doctor even uh, spoke with me. And so I called Hector and my mother, and, um, and when I was. She called me. I was at on my break mm-hmm. and I remember getting that phone call and you're saying, Hey, they they can't find a heartbeat. And I, at that moment, I just, you were, I, I couldn't even talk to you cause you yeah. were so, un, you know, weeping uncontrollably. And then I started, I, I really got into a rage with God mm-hmm. because I'm like, Lord, we have served you faithfully for at this point for years, eight years, mm-hmm faithfully serving at church serving him living for him and then for something like this to happen to us like it just blew me away it rocked our world spiritually mm-hmm. and it made us 
I, I remember hanging up the phone and I'm, I'm yelling mm-hmm. at God and I'm like, God, start the heartbeat back up. I know you can do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're God of miracles, aren't you? And I remember saying things like mm-hmm. so boldly and just out there. I was like in a rage mm-hmm. at this at, at this point. So, yep. you know, it, it, it was it was devastating. Yeah. Devastating. That's how we started 2018 <laughs> yep. with that. That was, um, it was one of the hardest moments still to date that we've ever had to deal with. And, you know, I had to have a surgery and, um, you know, over the next few days we just got out of town and stayed with family and tried to process what was was going on. definitely needed because we were both in a mental state that we were shocked. It it was just a fog. It was hard to understand because, um... Honestly, neither one of us had experienced a great loss. Mm-hmm. And so to to lose your child as your first big loss is is hard. It's Ooh, a, it was tough. It's a blessing because we are blessed with wonderful families that live and are yeah. healthy, but you know, it's also it's it's not fun. And so uh And we know there are several people who have lost children, you know, in, in later stages and my heart just breaks for them. Because I can't imagine, you know, the the hurt we had then, I can't imagine what they go through. So we, we're definitely praying for y'all. And kids battling cancer, man, that hurts my heart. But we know God is a God of miracles. So yep. just to tell you, keep pressing in and keep believing in faith. And, yep. you know, and we found out this news that through all this and so we took that time to rest with family mm-hmm. and i remember going through that time mentally i'm like questioning everything yeah i think that's what really sparked who i am today as mm-hmm. crazy as it was as hard as it was i started questioning my theology why i believe in god the way i believe in him you know and, and why i do the things i do mm-hmm. what is my what is my end goal in life like yeah. I, I remember at that point everything just went went yeah. into super chaos mode yeah. for me. Even me saying things like I go to sleep at night and I know I'm I'm only 26, but I go to sleep at night thinking in 25 more years I'll be 50 mm-hmm. and then in 25 more years after that I'll be 75, then 25 more I'll be 100. So this life really isn't that long and that's when really the the I think the Bible talks about life is but a a vapor, a vapor in mm-hmm. the wind. You know, it's here and then it's gone. So mm-hmm. That really started so mentally rose, you know, we yeah. we had to recuperate. Right. And and I don't I, I want to say a disclaimer here, like God's not afraid of your questions. He's not yes. afraid of your doubts. Come and on. there are so many things that we won't know this side of heaven. Um, and so I believe my God is good and his plans for me are good. Yeah. And that didn't change for me in that moment. Um, and that, and that's because of the home I grew up in. I think yeah. Hector <laughs> yeah. struggled with it a little bit more. But I knew from the get-go that that was not God's plan uh, for my life. And so um, I, I didn't go through the, the blame or the hurt. I knew that God would be with me. He would get us through it. And anyway, um, so... We mourned, we grieved, and we decided to continue serving. We decided to press in, and my goodness, when I said we pressed in. Oh, and one thing, um, I was going, you know, our pastors were so good at looking out for us and taking care of us, our church family, and I remember we were at a a meeting one day, and uh, uh, Pastor Carla, our lead pastor's wife, uh, 
first lady. Yeah, looked at me and she said, I think we need to go talk for a second. And she pulled me into a different room right in the middle of a meeting. And uh, she said, I just want to see how you are. And I shared wow. with her some of the things I was struggling with. And, and you know, honestly, I was struggling with blame for myself. You know, was it that cup of coffee that I had or was it the fact I couldn't keep my prenatals down? What what did I do wrong as a mother um, that I couldn't do this, you know? And, and she just looked at me and she said, there's no blame in the kingdom of heaven and yes, you're in the kingdom. And on. I will never forget that phrase. There's no blame in the kingdom. And so um, I just rested in knowing that God, all of God's promises of fertility were mine. And so um, after a few months, I started to, to get better. Uh, and I would say that we b- both became righteously angry. Mm. So I remember looking at Sean, if you remember, I said, for, for this, the devil will I'm, th- I'm going to make him pay. Because <laughs> yeah. we believe there's an enemy and he comes, mm-hmm. his main purpose to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm-hmm. But just like Jesus came, he came to save, heal, and deliver. Mm-hmm. So my righteous anger, the Bible talks about a righteous anger. So I said, all right. We're going to make him pay, Rose. We're yep. going to make him pay. I'm going to get so many because my passion was students at this mm-hmm. point. And so I was like, I'm going to make every student in Pike County become a f- devoted follower of Jesus. <laughs> so I went on a mission. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I went hard, like mm-hmm. digging in, right. going to schools and, and being being in love with each other. We, we held yeah. on to each other. Mm-hmm. Our marriage was first. Well, God, of course, God, then mm-hmm. our marriage and then ourselves and, and, and pouring out to other people. Yeah. And that's what we did. And. Man, it was, for a minute there, it was booming. It felt right. like, man, we're on top of the world. From like end of February to to March. Because you know. March was our anniversary and your birthday. And so mm-hmm. we're on this high, you know, mm-hmm. like, okay, we're, we're finding ourselves again through Christ. Mm-hmm. We're finding our passion. Okay, let's get back to the world. Let's let's make the devil pay. Yep. And uh, and then tax season. Oh yeah. And, tax. And uh, the financial struggle. We got hit really hard. Oh man. And we're two years into our marriage. I just graduated college. We're Hector, renting a house. Yeah. Hector just got a really good job, and so we we didn't have savings like no. we we did not have much anyway we were trying we, yeah we were trying at this point to budget mm-hmm. so those of you who uh, right now you're young please learn how to budget mm-hmm. it is so important it'll set you up for success right even if you don't do it perfectly have a budget and get you'll practice and get better but anyway so we got hit with finances and so that was a big discouragement i can remember riding down the car after we had figured out how much we were gonna owe the government oh my lord and uh, I can remember we were going to Walmart to grocery shop. And Hector's like, we don't have money to grocery shop. Yeah, we, <laughs> <laughs> like, well, we're going to get some Totino's pizzas and hot dogs. And yeah, we'll be all right. right. <laughs> and uh, he, I can remember him being so upset at at God. Well, you because, know? That the, you know, a man's role, uh, you know, we're taught is supposed to provide. You mm-hmm. are the provider of the family. So mm-hmm. I literally felt like I was like. We couldn't have a child. We can't. I can't provide for her. At this point, I was feeling like, man, I, I'm no good as mm-hmm. a husband. I'm not. You know, I. It just. I just felt unworthy, mm-hmm. and just felt like I'm a bum. And that's not true at all. You know, unexpected things happened, and that's when he became a master budgeter, and we are really good yes, at it ma'am. now. <laughs> and yes. then, uh, so anyway, um, that was another hard thing that happened and then immediately after the financial struggle Hector began having 
lots of headaches and physical ailments. Mm. I had something like a. It was like, like a a, um, a, a cold super sore, bad cold sore, like one of the severe kind. And then mine, for whatever reason, started happening on my nose, mm-hmm. and then it spread to my ear. Right, and he had had these uh, every year in the spring. Yeah. Um, that I had known him pretty much. Um, and it, it started off small, and usually it wasn't that bad. And then this year it grew, and it was causing him severe body pain and aches. Like they th- thought it was the shingles virus. Yeah. And so they diagnosed me with shingles. Yeah, and, and gave me medication. <laughs> you thought you were gonna die. I can remember. I do. You that I lordy. I sat on the couch. I was working for the PD. I was with the animal control officer, and I had all my gear on. I remember coming from break. I told my captain. I said, Captain, I need to go take a break. Mm-hmm. He said, Go ahead, son. Amazing boss. But I got to the living room, and I text Caitlin. I said, Look. I literally am going to see Jesus right now because mm-hmm. I am about to die. Like this was excruciating pain. Yeah. And they come to find out I did, they, I did get diagnosed with cluster headaches. Mm-hmm. So like put many migraines going all around all mm-hmm. the time. Like I couldn't turn my neck. There was so much pain. And then yeah. I had this on top of those headaches. And so I remember saying, Jesus, go ahead and take me. Mm-hmm. Because this year's already been worse or mm-hmm. already been bad enough. How much worse can it get? Right. If it's going to get any worse, just go ahead and take me. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and then, you know, we had some good doctors and Hector finally got better. And, you know, on top of all this going on, you know, this is leading into the summer now. Um, Each month we were trying and expecting to have a baby. And, you know, our intimacy was, um, it was my fault, but it was really geared towards um, reproduction and not really um, enjoying the company of one another. And so... uh, I know Hector was struggling with feeling loved by me. And so sometime around that summer, um, uh, no, it wasn't that summer. It was a little later. But so on top of all these problems, we were still struggling with that disappointment each month. We got a negative test. So this has been since February and we're still not seeing any. Because we're still holding on to the promises and the joy mm-hmm. that God's saying, you know what, I am going to bless you with a child. Right. And so we were struggling with disappointments in that. And mm-hmm. not only that, but then you got to think about the physical ailments I was still having. So the mm-hmm. physical ailments, the financial stress we were under, because mm-hmm. we were still repaying the taxes. Right. I remember. We so were on a payment plan. And we were mm-hmm. struggling, like just flat out. We was broke and yeah. we was broke spiritually. And then also, and, and we were pouring out, yeah. you know, even though we had nothing in us and we were trying to check on each other and make sure we weren't getting too dark. And I, I would like to say we did a good job of that because yeah. um, we still would remind each other of hope, but it was hard. But we were serving faithfully in church yes. and that righteous anger was leading us to a point of, de- of, of just breakdown mm-hmm. because we were giving was, so much. Yeah. It was like I was replacing my hurt with trying to pour out into people, but never pouring myself, you know, pouring mm-hmm into myself mm-hmm. with God and my intimate yeah. time with him. And so, you know, relation, you, I, I credit you because mm-hmm. we, we led a, a, a student team, you know, mm-hmm. together, we built teams together and you not being there really was like, you know, even though we, I didn't want to admit it. I was like, no, I can do it. I can do it. Well, at this point I had come back. Yeah. So, um, but there was just more church drama. There mm-hmm. was some, we hurt people, people hurt us, people mm-hmm. left us. We were and doing things like, wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were. I mean, I'm not afraid to sit in here we and say I was a perfectly... No, I was not. I was hurting, 
Um, I did things the wrong way, and I have no problem admitting that. Mm-hmm. But kind of on the other side was like I wanted to, to people to see like, you do know, not know just, what we're going yeah, through like, at home. Do you really understand? Like, you, I guess you don't understand. And yeah. maybe we didn't do a good job of being, you know, transparent. transparent. And mm-hmm. I'll take that. But like, there are some things you just don't want to share and can't share, right? right? Not till you're ready. And so yeah. we weren't in a place to be ready to share some of these things, right. and which led to having failed uh, personal friendships. Mm-hmm. And just it felt like people were leaving us. And, you yeah. know, so we have all this church drama going on. So here comes fall in August and September. And really, um, the health stuff was still going on. I was questioning leaving ministry. I got to the point one time I sent out an email to the elders of the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should never send emails out when you're angry or upset or emotional. So let me just say <laughs> that I've learned so much. I've screwed up terribly in leadership. So please, if you got problems with people or things you need to talk about, do it in person. Never yeah. over, not even over a phone. I would say phone call right. or text. Like if you need to talk, go meet yeah. them. Accountability is so important. Yeah. And Having people who challenge you and, and, and check on you. And like my, my leaders, my bosses of my church, because, it you know, they could have easily thrown their hands up and said, you know what, fired. Because yeah. I should have been fired, yeah. you know. But um, I, I sent out an email saying I quit ministry. I'm tired of it, you know, because I was just overwhelmed. Because mm-hmm. also one thing I didn't hit on was that I was drinking for two weeks secretly, working mm-hmm. in animal control. That is a big illegal thing. That's a no-no. Mm-hmm. I could have easily gotten fired there had anybody found out because I was coming home drinking at my lunch break, trying to ease the pain and everything with Mm -hmm. with everything going on physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, Mm -hmm. all of it financially. So, um, you know, it it led into the fall. But thank Uh, God that you realized it quickly and stopped it quickly. Yes, I did stop it. We thank you, Lord, for grace for that. And um, we know so many people, so many pastors who don't have that that Holy Spirit gut check or friendships that challenge you and, and, and that sort of thing. So two weeks could have easily turned into, you An know, addiction, right? A, a year long addiction because I mean, not trying to make excuses, but we went through hell that <laughs> year yeah. and you know, it should never, but again, it, it all goes back to where does your joy come from? Right. Because it all it all goes back to that because that's the only thing that pulled me out of it. Right. Throughout this whole time, even though we weren't feeling happy pretty much ever, um, we would continue to quote scripture. The joy yep. of the Lord is our strength. We knew Nehemiah eight ten. Yeah. We knew that if we could lean on that scripture and if we could lean and trust on the Lord that he'll carry us through. And uh it was not easy. Um and it was not fun all the time, and it was not happy all the time. Even if we had joyful moments, um, when we got home and were alone, it, it was really hard to stay upbeat. Yeah. And so that scripture, honestly, I remember times you we'd come home and we could do nothing but hold each other mm-hmm. and cry in each other's arms right. for thirty minutes to an hour. Then after that, we would look at each other, we'd wipe our <laughs> our tears away. We say, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And then we answer each other. And then we say, okay, let's get back yeah. to it. And it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. But absolutely, the struggle is when you stay that way. Yes. And so that was our big goal. It's like you're you're okay to break down, have a moment, feel those emotions, let it, let it hurt for a second um, or minute, whatever you need, but don't let it stay that way. And that was our whole goal throughout the year after we realized, okay, 
all right, Lord, this is a battle year. So yeah, see, we, we were battle tested. But I like what um uh, uh, a friend of mine, Pastor Mike, told me when I hung out with him and ate lunch with him. He said, he said a lot of people get it wrong. They like to be on the mountaintop, but the nutrients are in the valley. He yep. said, you grow in the valleys. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, 2018 was a valley point for us. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what we didn't let happen. We didn't let everything happen in vain. Right. So we learned, we grew, mm-hmm. we we got stronger. I like to yep. say we got battle tested. And yep. I'm trying I'm trying not to hit on my next episode, but yeah. our, our super guest is going to be uh, Pastor Taylor Halsey. Mm-hmm. And we're actually going to be talking about these principles, talking about yeah. made in the trenches, you know, different things like that. He's got some awesome stuff. Right. But So like we've mentioned before, you know, um, with the finances, we learned to budget. With yeah. health, we learned to take control of our health. And we started working out, eating better, all that stuff. And so, and, and we'll hit on a few more things. But then I had not one. But two car accidents yes. in the oh, fall. Yes, the dreaded accident. And we had a brand new car that wasn't even a year old to she us She was yet. shiny, clean, 2017 Ford Edge, baby. Yeah, yeah. Because it was for both of them. Yeah, and so uh, I had busted out the back windshield one and day. Just, the trunk. Just a careless, careless error. And so that was $500, so more financial oh, fun. And then... I was on my way to work, and there was a bee in the car, and the road turned, and I went straight, and I totaled not just my car, but somebody else's. Thank God nobody was hurt. It was yes, a busy day, you, Lord. Jesus. And uh, I, I just know his hands were all over yes, me and protecting for me. Sure. And, you know, I wasn't pregnant again, which is good, because yes. had I been pregnant, I probably would have lost that child, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know... I know that God's plans are good. And so after that, I really began to say, okay, Lord, we've got to do something. That was in October yep. when that accident happened. I remember that week. We were like, mm-hmm. okay, we're sick and tired of this. Mm-hmm. We are fed up. Yep. We are we are peed off with everything that's going on. And this year will end up good. Yes. <laughs> like we had it all in our mind. We mm-hmm. Like Caitlin was saying, we quoted scripture. We stood firm on mm-hmm. our faith. And. We said the joy of the Lord. I remember waking up several times. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And and then I started reading books. I started spending more time with the Lord. Sure did. Um, and I remember this quote. Um, uh, it was from Bill Johnson. And it said, if I can't be faithful in, di- in disappointment, Ooh. then I can't be trusted with the promises for which I pray. Oh, come on. So, come on. I, I began to unpack that, and I was like, Lord, I am disappointed with this entire year. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> and, but I thank you that you have encouraged us to stay at it. We mm-hmm. ha- and, and through this year, we had uh, done marriage counseling for a couple couples uh, or premarital counseling, and we had you know done some amazing things and seen uh, we got a, a couple in our church who are now serving Hector's next guest actually yeah. that all happened this year and you know it just I, I began to praise God for all the the good things that did happen while we were disappointed and so we just became faithful we studied yeah, and we say I remember in my journal um, Caitlin bought me a, a Levenger journal I would recommend it. Um, it's a five-year journal. You can put the date, like the year, on the left side. And then right, it's got like three or four lines you can write in it. And every year you can keep up with where you're at. And I was looking at it. was actually October 12th, 2018 that I had written in my journal. I said, God. And I remember writing it in the living room. It was on my break for work. 
mm-hmm. said, God, I don't know what you have in store for us, but I know what your promises are. I said, I'm going to hold on to your promises. I said, I would trust you. Whatever you want to do with my life, yeah. here I am. And Amen. I remember getting on my knees in the living room and crying and weeping. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit come down. Who I can feel him now. <laughs> he lifted me back up. And he said, son, I got you. Yeah. Just walk with me. And so I, I got back up. Mm-hmm. I became the spiritual leader. Because at this point, you were you were dragging me. You yeah. were dragging me through <laughs> the mud like we talked last episode. But I, I, I came back too. I snapped out of it. And yeah. I, you know, I started, I started reading, I started diving into his yeah. word. I started. And it was at this point, our marriage became strong again, yes. because, you know, I, I previously mentioned we were struggling with intimacy and I had a realization that, you know, my marriage, the sole purpose of my marriage is not to reproduce. Yeah. <laughs> the sole purpose of my marriage is to honor God. Even and though that's, that's a fruit of it. Yeah. You love each other. It's a fruit. And so I repented to him. Or, um, I felt like I was treating him not like a husband, but just like like a tool to be used a stud, you Your know. Boy toy. Even though he is a stud, but you know, I repented and and said, uh, you know, that even if you know we were clinging to God's promises for children, but even if we never had the opportunity to be parents here on earth, that um, he was enough. That God was enough. Christ was enough and yes. that this marriage was blessing enough for my life that if, you know, that I didn't need anything else to be yes. fulfilled or satisfied. I had Christ and then out of that relationship with Christ, I was blessed with you, a wonderful Christ-like husband who leads me. And so from that, I think we were restored then, you yes. know, without yes, even we seeing any, <laughs> at this time we were still broke. We were yeah. driving our free cars that people, yeah, people had gave us. us. They, they had miles on them. Boy, they were wore out, but we whipped them uh-huh. things. They got us from point A to point B. And so we just we just praised God, and we, we were did. so peaceful and so thankful. And and the, the blessing started coming. Yeah. So shortly after, it was in October that month, at the end of it, I think, that the elders of the church, my leaders, mm-hmm. came up to me, and they was like, hey, we, we want to extend a full-time opportunity for you. Yep. Thank God. And I was like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. And I accepted it, dove into that, and, you know, was truly blessed with what uh, God was doing. Um, the health stuff went, I was instantly healed, healed from it. Mm-hmm. Um, just the cluster headaches, even though I'd gotten shots in my head and all types, like they would help for like a week, but then after that, it, they'd come back. Mm-hmm. And um, I was instantly healed. Yep. I think it was in that moment too, mm-hmm. not just a full time ministry position, but in our in our stand together yeah. to say, you know what, we'll put God first, mm-hmm. we'll love ourselves so that way we can love each other the way mm-hmm. God loves us, and we move forward, we pressed right. on. So that happened, um, and then we get into December again. Mm-hmm. This is December of 2018. Yep, almost three days, um, it, within a three day span of our previous child. Mm-hmm. We find out again that we're expecting yep. a baby. Yep. And out of that came our little Maggie C. Yes. Which we will save uh, for the next episode when we're back on together. But that little girl's a joy. Oh, my gosh. And that that's one thing. As soon as we were pregnant, um, we started seeking 
you know, the Lord for his heart for Maggie. What can we pray over her? Yes. Uh, what plans do you have for her life? You know, um, that sort of thing. And we just heard the word joy. And yeah. that was not a <laughs> surprise. We were like, because this baby was born. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm just now putting it together that all that hardship. God said, I'm going to because he says, I will. Re, he said, I will repay you. Mm-hmm. You know what the enemy meant to harm you with. God will use it for the good. Right. And so our little bundle of joy came yep. out, and that will save that because I'm I'm crying right mm. now. But and Maggie has so many nicknames: Maggie oh, Caroline, Maggie C, Maggie Doodles, Doodles, you know, we call her Doodles. And if y'all know us, y'all see her on social media. Yep. She's she's so funny, and, and we call her Maggie Joy sometimes. Yeah, Maggie Joy. But uh, y'all, all this to say, um, if you're if you're still hanging on with us right now, listening <laughs> to this, um. Stay encouraged. Yeah. Press into God. Press in, press in. And I want right. to kind of just wind it up with this. I didn't find this out till later, but I read that, you know, olive oil being produced has a big process. So, like, the winds have to actually blow right for the, or- the, the olive to actually grow. Mm-hmm. And then once it's done the right way, they, the, the olive has to be pressed. And it has to be crushed down and, and pressed and made new so, like, the, the oil can come out. Mm-hmm. So, in the pressing, in the crushing, you know, understand that God has a plan. And mm-hmm. I don't believe that God does harm to people. Right. Um, I believe we have an enemy. The Bible is clear about that. Yeah. I, I don't know why God didn't restart our baby's heart when he could have i don't know why he didn't prevent a lot of things and i don't know why he still does but i do know that god is good yep all the time and that what the enemy intended for harm god can turn for good and that's definitely what he did with 2018 like we mentioned before we learned so much out of it and have grew spiritually have grown spiritually and we grew in our marriage and in our love for each other and i think we were more prepared than ever to yeah. be parents, and I, I think mean, just little milestones. We we purchased a house. Mm-hmm. We have the a next little girl. Year. Yeah, mm-hmm. our finances. We're not rich by any means, mm-hmm. but we budget. We take care. We, we are steward. rich abundantly. Yeah, <laughs> we steward what God gives us, yep. and that's the main key: stewarding. So, um, I would like to end with a little bit of prayer over people who might be struggling, um, with fertility and miscarriage yes, and that yes. sort of thing so i feel like that that kind of fueled most of this and so yeah and um, if you also want to read my wife's blog she actually does she's a phenomenal writer she's going to publish a book one day and it's going to be a new york <laughs> times bestseller but uh if you want to check out her blog post we'll post links we'll add mm-hmm. um something you click on to get to there because yeah. it's phenomenal the the page is honestly transparent.com um and we'll post a link below all right so let's pray Lord God, we just thank you right now for your promises in Scripture um, all throughout, Lord, that you open wombs, God. You bless people. So, Lord, right now I pray for families who are struggling and believing um, for and standing on those promises. Lord, I pray right now that you just bless them with the desires of their heart, Lord. Uh, Make it happen, God. Heal what needs to be healed. Lord, restore what needs to be restored, God. We just ask for blessings on their marriage blessings on their family and their parenthood parenthood journey lord in jesus name amen amen thank you so much for tuning in if you made it this long you know 
share this, subscribe to my podcast, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. We love y'all. Bye. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Real Talks Podcast with Hector Ramirez. If this blessed you and encouraged you, don't forget to click the subscribe and share buttons. Now, until next time.